0: This is The Irrelevant, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is Why You'll Never Be Wealthy. So on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about money and let's talk about the title because I'm sure there's a lot of Instagram entrepreneurs out there that are about to accuse me of being a sheep and not an alpha or whatever it is that they're saying recently. But I'm talking about being wealthy, not rich. I mean, you can be rich, but chances are you're not going to be wealthy. You want to know the difference? So. Luka Doncic, my favorite basketball player, is poised to make $200 million this offseason, right? He's about to be rich. I mean, $200 million. I can't even fathom what to do with $200 million. But the guy that's going to sign that $200 million check, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban is wealthy. You see the difference? That's what I mean. And that's what this episode is about. It's that divide, and how the system is set up to make that divide and not only keep it, but make it wider and wider. And it really doesn't matter how many mornings you wake up and grind, sadly enough. So, let's get into it. Why you'll never be wealthy, also known as buy, borrow, die. Nobody likes taxes, right? I mean, not even the IRS likes taxes because the IRS hates working and taxes means work, but taxes are inevitable, right? That's what we've all been heard. There's a saying about it, but that's not really true because taxes are pretty much non-existent for the truly wealthy people in this country. So let's consider income taxes. You and I are taxed the most via income taxes and the median American household it is taxed about 14% of their income. That's not an insignificant amount, right? It's certainly enough to make a dent. That's the thing with income taxes in the way that it's kind of hard to get rich when you're having your income tax, right? Especially because the rate keeps increasing. So let's say you're in a great job and you're earning really, really well. Let's say you're earning more than $628,300 a year, which is a really, really good salary, right? If you're earning that, your income tax rate is actually 37%, which is a lot. So at that point, even if you had an amazing salary, it's really hard to build wealth because the government is taking so much away. So at this point, you're going to be rich, you're going to be living okay, but you're not really going to be wealthy, right? Like you're not really going to be generationally wealthy. You're not going to be succession wealthy. You're not going to be own a Formula One team wealthy, right? So it's easy. In order to become really wealthy, you should probably find a way to stop paying income tax because the government taking away 37% of your income every year is certainly not going to get you there. So just do that. And that's actually what really wealthy people do. They don't pay income tax. That's just a fact. So here's how they do it. And here's how you can do it too. In order to not pay an income tax, there's one simple way to do it. Don't have an income. So that's it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, that may seem like a very simple way to frame it, but it's really as simple as that. You can't get your income taxed if you don't have an income. Which leads to the question, what is income? That was a very important question and one that reached the Supreme Court back in 1920. See, initially, the U.S. Constitution didn't really allow the government to tax people directly. And it wasn't until the 16th Amendment was ratified in 1913 that that gave the government power to, quote, lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived, end quote. That's when the government started taxing income. And if you notice, it said from whatever source derived. However, just three years later, in 1916, a woman by the name of Myrtle McCumber was paid out dividends for her standard oil of California shares. And according to the new law, she owed taxes. However, the dividend had not come in cash. It had come in the form of an additional share for every two shares she already held. So she had these stocks. She got paid out dividends, but the payout was in more stock. And she got taxed for that. Macomber argued that this wasn't income and she filed suit and four years later, it reached the Supreme Court. So in 1920, the Supreme Court agreed with Myrtle Macomber and ruled that income was only derived from proceeds. So if the person didn't sell their assets, they couldn't be taxed. It doesn't matter how much gains the assets have if they're not realized or sold, meaning converted to cash, they can't be taxed. So Myrtle, when she got her dividends paid out in more stock, couldn't legally be taxed because she didn't make money like actual cash from it. So she didn't have an income from those dividends. You get it? So unless assets are sold or converted to cash, also known as realized, they can't be taxed. So dividend payouts in cash can be taxed, gains after selling can be taxed, but just the stock going up in value or receiving more stock can't be taxed because it's not income. That right there spelled the end for the income tax and gave the wealthy a huge loophole. So let's take a minute and step back here. Remember, the income tax is pretty brutal if you're making bank, right? Remember the 600000 and you're getting 37% taken away from you every year? So in order to avoid the income tax, don't have an income. But then, how do you live? <laughs> this is where things can get really screwed up because unlike you and I, the wealthy have never needed wages, So they can take no income. That's why all these ultra-rich CEOs take $1 salaries or whatever like that. So here's how they do it. In a paper entitled The Death of the Income Tax or the Rise of America's Universal Wage Tax by Edward J. McCaffrey, McCaffrey describes a cycle which the wealthy use to avoid income tax and grow wealthier called buy, borrow, die. And it's all kind of made possible by that 1920 Supreme court decision, which gave us the realization requirement. Remember you can't get taxed until you sell it until you realize it. doesn't matter how much the stock goes up in value or how much of it you have. If you don't sell it, you can't be taxed. That's the realization requirement. So which according to that requirement and according to McCaffrey, that made quote Taxation voluntary for those with wealth, end quote. Which is a pretty powerful statement, right? Because he's saying that when you are really wealthy, taxes are pretty much voluntary. And here's how it's that buy, borrow, die mentality. So, step one buy. The first thing you got to do is amass wealth, buy assets, stocks, properties, and never ever sell. Because remember, unrealized wealth is not taxed. So if you own $1 million worth of GameStop and never sell, you're never taxed. Even if tomorrow that million dollars is worth $30 million, you won't be taxed because it won't be income. That $29 million that it went up, if you don't sell, it's not income. All of a sudden your net worth is worth $29 million more. You haven't made income from it. Still, This only defers the moment of taxation to when your assets are sold, right? It doesn't really solve the problem of not paying income tax. This is where the second step comes in. Step two, borrow. So if you notice, in the first step, you buy and hold forever. You never sell. And that's cool to look at your account grow, but you can't spend any of that because as soon as you sell, you get taxed. So here's what you do instead. You borrow money. When you borrow money, it's legally not income and the wealthy borrow with their unrealized assets as collateral and thus monetize their assets without paying any tax whatsoever. And that's the difference between them and you and I, because I mean, what line of credit could you get from the bank? it's probably not enough to live on, right? And that's exactly what the wealthy do. I mean, that's exactly how former President Trump lived. He just borrowed against his assets and that's why his tax returns were like nothing. Or for example, Oracle CEO, Larry Ellison, who has a net worth of $106 billion, those are his assets, unrealized of course, all of his stock and everything. That guy who's worth $106 billion has a $10 billion line of credit. And those $10 billion are untaxed, zero taxes because they're not income. Because of the obligation you have to repay a loan, it's not classified as income. And the interest rates that they get on these loans are way smaller than any income tax rate out there. So they're essentially totally untaxed. So this can go on and on and on and on. The wealthy can borrow against their significant wealth, live off the loan, invest back some of the money to repay the bank, and it never ends. Unless, of course, the person dies. Which even the wealthy must inevitably do. Which leads to step three. Die. So the last chance the government has to collect taxes on someone is the estate tax. Which is when someone dies, they'll pay a net wealth tax. However, before a wealthy person dies, they can through accounting magic and trust of all kinds and philanthropic endeavors. And all of this is a gross oversimplification. The fact is that accountants exist precisely to do this kind of stuff. They can avoid the estate tax as well as handing over the unrealized assets as inheritance to their children who then start the cycle all over again because they'll never ever need wages. And you know what the best part of all of this is? It's totally legal. The wealthy can borrow against the unrealized value of their assets and never, ever pay income tax, make money out of nothing. And then before they die, hand over all those assets to their children and they can do it over and over and over again. And they can live essentially tax free. While you and I get taxed more and more, the more we earn, because the wealthy don't really have to earn anything. And it's how the system is set up. It's all perfectly legal. Is it right though? I personally don't think it is. There are proposals to address this. For example, a wealth tax, not an income tax. However, I highly doubt they'll come to fruition and furthermore, that's not the point of this episode. The big point I want to drive here is that the system is set up so that you cannot get there because if you're listening to this, chances are you need a wage. You need an income. You can't afford to live off of lines of credit against your assets because that's mostly a generational thing. Even if you started investing like early on in your life, you probably don't have billions worth of assets that you can take out a $10 billion line of credit on, not even like a $200 million line of credit on it, right? Yet somehow along the road, the billionaires convinced the masses that they're just like us. But just look at this example, they're not. And in fact, The things they do are some of the worst things that us normal people are told not to do with money. So for example, one of the most famous financial advisors for normal people is this guy by the name of Dave Ramsey, right? He's on the radio. He has a podcast. He has a whole method or whatever, you know, the envelopes and cash and all this good stuff. And one of the things that he harps on over and over is don't have any debt. Well, the ultra wealthy literally live on debt. That's how they avoid having incomes. That's how they avoid paying taxes. Our rules don't apply to them. It's like they're on another planet because essentially they are. And it's an incredibly unreachable planet for us that need a wage. I mean, you're more likely to end up on Mars and to end up in a place where you can just not have a wage and live off of borrowing against your assets, right? Right. And that's what I want you to understand, you that are listening to this. Stop glorifying and idolizing people who were born on third base and speak as if they hit a triple. Since 1920, the rules have been in their favor and there's nothing you as an individual can hustle and grind to change that unless you're very lucky and manage to amass a ridiculous amount of wealth in a sudden windfall. But that's incredibly rare. And these ultra wealthy guys know that. For example, in an interview with How I Built This, Mark Cuban talks about how he became a billionaire and they ask him, do you think if you had to do it all over again, that you could be a billionaire again? And he says, probably not. I could be a millionaire because to be a millionaire just takes a lot of work and a lot of creativity, but to be a billionaire takes a ridiculous amount of luck. And the fact is I got lucky. So even he knows that. And now his children get to benefit off of that and their children and their children and their children because that's how the system is set up, but not for us. And here's the other thing that bothers me about all of this thing, it's stocks. The value of stocks is inherently ephemeral. It's not real. It's a figment of the collective imagination. It's made up. It's not a real thing because what does it mean to own shares? And where is that value derived from yet? These ultra wealthy people have built their empires and kingdoms on that, on something that has no real value, something that's as real as fairy dust. They can borrow against it and make real money come from it. And the rules don't apply to them like they do to you and me, because they have billions and billions of this fake stuff. And if that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know anything else that will. And lastly, is there a way for us to do something about it? Not really. I mean, stop glorifying the rich. And as for everything else, until we can generate a movement that can change the ruling class to care about this and to care about normal people, nothing will change. So the first step is to know about it. The second step is to be angry about it. And the third step is to do something about it. So I'm hoping that By you hearing this, you at least fulfilled the first step. And I don't really know what else to do after that. The only thing I can think of is to buy Bitcoin. I'm being serious. Buy Bitcoin. That's it for this week's episode of The Irrelevant, a little bit of an economics lesson. Um, all of this was inspired by a ProPublica article that came out talking about how very few taxes the ultra wealthy paid, and I was not surprised by it because that's how the system is. Um, but yeah, find links to the academic paper that I cited um, in the show notes. Share this with a friend. If you have any ideas for shows or anything, please reach out to me on social networks. I'm not that hard to find. See you next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.